Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Daniel, give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Fantasy football. How's your team doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. How did a slow start this year? Did you lose the first two games? No, I won the first game and then lost two. Okay. Wait, how many have we had now? What week are we on? We just we just finished week four okay. when this episode is recorded. So I won one, lost two, and then won another one this week. So I'm two and two. Uh, okay. In the standings, though, for the league, I'm fourth. The Godfather himself has been kind enough to grace us with his presence. The Godfather. <laughs> Because wow. I've I've actually scored a lot of points. One of the weeks I lost was a bum week. I actually scored great. The other person just scored amazing, obscenely. <laughs> uh, they had like everybody on the team that uh, week for the games that just scored insane points. Uh, so yeah, so I'm actually doing okay. Um, I mean, I don't love my team here, but we're managing. We're just managing around pockets of mediocrity. Do you have an all-star that you're like, you pick this person up late and you like them, they've done really well, anybody like that? Uh, Eagles have done okay. Yeah? So I've got Godert, Goddard. Oh, yeah, they're tight end. Yep. On tight end. He's done all right. But um, Sanders is having an okay year so far. Yeah, their running back is doing really well, too. Uh, and they had a rainy, rainy game, I guess, this week. So okay, he so you got a lot of the ball a lot. So he, like, best scorer... Yeah, by far this week. So, um, so that was fantastic. But wow. yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I had a quarterback get injured. Uh, we talked about that a couple episodes ago, and then I have like a okay quarterback who you also have. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, we both have. Uh, yeah, we're in misery on the quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback position. Yeah, so that's not cool. Uh, but other than that, it's going. We'll see how it shakes out. This is where we start getting into the. If memory serves me correct from last year around this time, this is when we start getting into the absolutely terrible everybody gets hurt part of the season. Yeah, this is when it gets really tough. Yep. So we get the uh, what the off weeks or whatever, and then people pull things or break things. or So then we're like going to the, yeah, it gets going really to the dumpsters. I have, I have two leagues right now, and my all-star player has been Damian Pierce, who is a running back for... Houston, he's a rookie, and he's done really well. But you're right. My team is kind of like, I'm middle of the pack, too. I'm like fourth or fifth in our leagues that have 12 people in them. So I'm trying to I'm trying to do some trades to yeah, get a little nobody bit. Nobody trades in my league. No one? Well, no, yeah, I, put, no. I put one of my guys up on the trade block. Nobody, nobody bit, but he's not, he's not that good in the odds. Mine's not super active, but I'm trying to get something where I can do some trades and get a, I need a backup running back just in case someone gets hurt because I, I just know it's coming. You're right. Yeah. It's tough. Okay. All right. Well, let's get our question today. Speaking from, of planning for adversity. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> let's get our question today from DJ. D-I-Y. DJ here in Katy, Texas. My question is about retirement savings. I am already maxing out my 401k, my IRA, HSA, and also spousal IRA. My employer allows 15000 in after-tax 401k contribution, and they allow a in-plan Roth conversion. My question is, should I attempt to go ahead and max out that 15000 or should I look into contributing to a LERP strategy instead? All right, Daniel. 
explain explain the lingo there that was just laid out the lerp strategy and then obviously he has maxing out and putting a lot of money towards different areas yeah so uh lerp is just life insurance retirement plan uh it's not something i don't know i've not heard that terminology a lot uh it's not something that people throw around a lot it's not not terminology it does exist uh, it's not this, it's not something that we have people come into our office and throw around as a standard. So, uh, kudos to knowing, um, a particular strategy or, or something, uh, lingo, if you will. Nice. All it really means is utilizing permanent life insurance, such as whole life or universal life insurance. And, uh, you're building up cash value in those type of life insurances. So investing that, uh, generating returns within the life insurance. So it's basically combining life insurance and investment. Okay. In its simplest form. Uh, okay. There's nuances, but in its simplest form, it's going, okay, I'm going to buy a life insurance policy. That life insurance policy is going to have some type of investment component attached to it. And I'm going to have both insurance and investments tied up into one product. All right. So... With the kind of evaluating his whole situation there, he's contributing to HSAs, he's contributing to a lot of different areas, the 401ks, the Ross. What is your thoughts on the life insurance plan and and how that kind of factors into his overall plan? My question, if somebody was coming into our office and looking at this, would be probably the same as yours, Logan. Do you actually need this? Or is it just a, another thing uh, that you're looking at because you read about it or somebody pitched it or proposed it or whatever. I think one of the biggest, so if somebody comes into us for planning and they're maxing out everything, one of the next sort of steps or follow-ups I'll have is well, whether I ask this, uh, to them directly or whether we, sort of discover it through our goals and planning discussion, things like that, is do you actually need to be maxing out all of those areas? So I think one of the things that's in vogue is, you know, you have these max available that the IRS gives you for maxing out various different accounts. And one of the satisfying things you can do is, is feel like, well, I'll just max them all out because that's what the IRS says that I could do. But what the IRS says is your maximum allowable contribution is not necessarily in every particular financial plan the best possible place to put your funds. Yeah. Uh, that's really person-to-person dependent. It depends on your plan, your goals, etc. So one of the things when I see somebody all the way going to the max is I'll usually try to understand why they chose that. And if they've done the math and they go, well, I need X amount for retirement by contributing the max here and here and here, it means that by the time I retire, based upon you know average returns and risk and all that, I'm going to have about this much, which is about the much as much as I need for retirement mm-hmm. and then I'll be safe and good and all of that. And right off into the sunset and I'll go, Oh, that's cool. If I ask them, you know, if we kind of work with somebody and try to figure out, well, why are you maxing this out? And be like, cause I can. Yeah. That's not always the best solution right. from a financial planning standpoint. Well, and we talk about goals all the time. And if you're giving up goals right now, just to max out, to be maxing out, maybe you should be pursuing some of your current goals and not just be pursuing the retirement thing. Uh, you all mentioned on a, a previous podcast just a few weeks ago, you and Quint were on a, a podcast where you talked about how what happens after you get all these DIY money steps done, you're doing well, you're contributing to the different accounts, you're you're really on a good course and a good trajectory. How do you stay from getting 
kind of bored was really the question. Mm-hmm. And I, to DJ's question, I don't think you need to add complexity to your plan just to add complexity or just to continue to, to maximize. And, and this insurance thing could be lucrative. I don't know much about it, you know, what product it is. But I think you might be just trying to add complexity just to add complexity to the plan. And I don't think that's necessarily... Um, important. You're also contributing significant amounts to retirement buckets. You're really, really filling up those retirement buckets, HSAs, Roth, and um, and your 401k. Maybe there's some opportunity to just be contributing to taxable accounts and pursuing some of the more near-term goals. And maybe one of those goals is early retirement. So putting all of this money into tax-deferred funds might not be the best option. Yeah, I think understanding why you're doing it. So if if you're in a sort of a high income scenario and you want to maximize your um, either tax deferment or tax free growth right now, uh, that could be a reason that you would add multiple things <clears throat> into your plan. Um, if you are in a really high earning phase, but you foresee that potentially or having a high risk of changing in the future, then you might want to max out um, things. So for instance, if, if you're in a great industry, really high paying uh, job, but you're not really sure how that's going to evolve in it over time, and you want to set yourself up for retirement in the early years, or maybe you're not married yet, you don't have kids yet, or, or something of that nature, you might utilize those really high earning, low expense years to maximize these things, uh, such that in the future, you leave yourself with more flexibility. Uh, however, if you kind of can chart out a course and you don't think that you need those funds, um, then yeah, I wouldn't add the complexity, uh, a, a taxable brokerage account, uh, as we've talked about on a couple episodes recently is a really good option for a lot of people because you can have that standalone investment component. And if I wanted to add more investments to my plan personally, if I wanted to add more investments to my plan and I thought I needed a life insurance, and I actually do this personally. So it's not just a hypothetical. I would invest in a brokerage account and then I would buy term life insurance. Now that works for our particular family's plan because what we're insuring our lives for is kind of whilst the kids are around, right? Yeah. So while uh, so we want to be able to get them through college. We want to make sure that the wife uh, is okay if something were to happen to me. She could take care of the kids, raise them, all of that. Uh, but we're not trying to replace uh, or have life insurance when I'm 70 or something like that uh, and kick it. Because by then, we should have retirement savings built up, et cetera. So we kind of have our defined term life insurance. We're pretty comfortable with kind of that and the term and the amount and, and all of that. And then we're saving aggressively in retirement accounts with a calculation that we've developed that says this is how much we want to save. The rest goes into a brokerage account that we have access to prior in case we want to, I don't know, invest in real estate or not or whatever. Like it's it's just there and it's opportunity money that's there. When stocks are a good opportunity, that's what it's invested in. If something else came down the line where we could invest in a business or real estate or whatever, uh, it's also available pre-retirement for that. I have a question. Uh, Yeah, Mr. Skywalker. What does the accidental death and dismemberment cover? Uh, that just means that if you lost a limb, we'd replace it. Like, I'm never going to need that. <laughs> DJ, I think we're going to keep this question short because I, I think we've answered it and put, put some ideas out there. One thing I just recommend is really focus on what those goals are. And if the goals is to 
have as much saved as possible for retirement, well, then maybe maxing out everything and, and really putting money into tax deferred is, is a good strategy. But there might be some near-term goals that you have that you want to accomplish, and having some different methods for doing that might be a, might be a good option. So just consider that. Really dive deep into those goals and, and figure out what you're planning for and what that long-term success looks like, and even the short-term success of uh, doing some different things in the near term. Anything, Dad? I don't think so. Did we cover all of it? I think we covered all of it. I think so. All right. All right. All right, friends. The secret to wealth is really very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.